finish to that vikings game huh what a finish uh we're gonna get into that right in a second um thanks to the thanks to those of you who are coming along again what a game in minnesota Ooh, i didn't know if i was gonna be able to make that one that one was uh <laughs> holy cow that was crazy um all right so um as we get going here um thank you of those wow sorry excuse me i can't talk today Thank you for those that are joining us today for episode 62. I'm really excited to get today uh, today started. There's a lot of different stuff to cover, mainly uh, around the NFL. Uh, you know, a lot of different things, uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and uh, get into those uh, main things, such as you know the Vikings and Panthers recap here. You know, in Teddy's return to Minnesota, that was a crazy game. Um, scores and headlines around the uh, headlines around the NFL for NFL. I believe this is week uh, 12. I'm sure. Uh, and then, uh, how could the Cowboys' injuries be too much to overcome? Uh, O-line injuries, that is. Uh, Deshaun Watson needs some help, man. Needs some help. Uh, and Terry McLaren possibly, possibly being the most underrated wide receiver in the entire NFL. Uh, so there's a lot of different things to cover, and I'm, I'm so appreciative of those of you that are coming along uh, as we get ready to go here. Uh, it is NFL Week 12, so... Um once again, I just pray that you guys are uh, patient with me as we get moving here. Um, and make sure, for those of you that watch us on YouTube, make sure to subscribe down below. Leave us a like and a comment. It uh, helps people find the show. And, uh, yeah, let's get this thing rolling. So the Vikings game... I'm sorry. I still need to take a breath because this was possibly one of the craziest games uh, finishes that I've ever seen. Now, the Vikings at one point had led up two touchdowns by the same player in a matter of 10 seconds. That was a record that stood for, what, 72 years? I mean, I, I I couldn't take it. I just could not believe what I was watching. I mean, they just, they, they found a way to overcome it. Um, but at the end of the day, this was just an incredible. I mean, I, I just, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, I mean, it, it, Quinn for, or Jeremy Chin for the, the, the Panthers just came up with two amazing plays. 13 total tackles on the game, had a great game, two touchdowns. Uh, I believe he scored more touchdowns than the the Panthers did. Uh, looks like it, yeah. So he he basically scored all of the point, most of the points for the Panthers, uh, and absolutely came through for his team. Uh, they couldn't do it, uh, but just uh, two back to back turnovers for the Vikings on offensive line breakdown, uh, missed block. It looked like um, you know by uh, Garrett Bradbury, um, uh, and uh, it was it was rough. You know, I, I think that and Brett Jones was also it was the other guilty party there, um, and uh, it, it was rough. I think the Vikings. I think everybody was kind of the Vikings, out myself included. Uh, as we kind of got through, you know, moving along, I was just in the gym, kind of working out, watching the game, and I, I couldn't take it anymore. I just stopped watching after a point. Now that was the first time I stopped watching the game. I stopped watching the game about four or five times. Vikings fans know what I'm talking about because this that actually happens more often times than you think. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was an incredible game all the way down to the finish. Hats off to both teams because I mean both teams, nobody was going to run the football very effectively. Even though I believe the, the Panthers had a better overall day than the Vikings. Um, but it was just such an exciting game and, and what you love about the NFL. Uh, both teams finding a way to get it done. Uh, and like I said, uh, the Vikings able to keep their playoffs uh, playoff hopes alive. So uh, we're going to go through uh, kind of uh, you know uh, statistic by statistic here. Teddy Bridgewater finished the day 19 of 36 for 267 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Did not repeat. Did not get sacked one single time. That's my only issue with today. If the Vikings are going to continue to keep their playoffs hope, playoff hopes alive, got to put pressure on the quarterback. I know they're missing Daniel Hunter. I know they're missing Michael Pierce. 
got to get pressure on the quarterback. I mean, I again, I realized it wasn't necessarily a great, like a an easy day for Teddy. But man, I mean, the die guy had forever. I mean, very rarely did the Vikings actually make a pushback there to make him uncomfortable. I mean, it was rough. I I just couldn't believe what I was watching. This was this was uh, something rough to watch. But the Vikings were able to kind of put uh, you know get some stuff on him. He threw a pick. Um, Eric Hendricks is absolutely amazing. He continues to be an All Pro middle linebacker. Um, but uh, Teddy's returned to Minnesota. Sorry, my man, you didn't get a win this time. It was close, though. Um, love Teddy, though. Love everything about Teddy, and if you don't love Teddy, there's something wrong with you. Mike Davis for the Panthers had 15 carries for 55 yards. Um, solid overall day. Uh, they were the, the Panthers looked like they were going to run the ball, uh, be able to run the ball down the Vikings' throats. It, it just didn't look good. I mean, the, they, they got up uh, after those two touchdowns on the Vikings, and it looked very grim. Uh, I didn't know if the Vikings were going to be able to come back from that. Uh, because historically they haven't, I and mean, to rely on Kirk Cousins to be able to get the job done, I don't know. It just didn't look good. So to, for the Vikings to move to five and six, um, incredible. I, I like I said, I I stopped watching uh, a couple of times. I was uh, one of the times was again after those uh, those uh, Jeremy Chin's a uh, couple of touchdowns there. The first one, I okay, I was like okay, let's deal with it. See how they come back with it. No, I stopped watching after the the second time, the second one too. Um, so and then after that, you know, I, I was at the gym, so I didn't get a really big of a chance to go ahead and finish watching. But then I, I was uh, kind of listening in the car, and um, I, I was really pleased with how they were able to come back and uh, and, and fight. But at the end of the day, uh, there was just a lot of concerns, a lot of things that I, I even though the, the Vikings did come away with a win, uh, I was um, I am still very concerned about some of the things that face the Vikings right now. So um, there's a lot of things that need to be touched on, and, and more specifically the uh, uh, Chad Beebe. My first read, that was another time I stopped watching the game, was when Chad Beebe muffed the punt, and it looked like the Vikings were going to give this one away at home. Uh, I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I'm I'm just saying, I, I'm thinking, okay, cut Chad Beebe tomorrow. Chad, not Jad. Cut Chad Beebe tomorrow, or you don't actually have playoff aspirations. With such a high... Like, such a high-stakes situation on the line. Chad Beebe muffs the punt. I'm thinking, okay, KJ Osborne would probably have done the same thing in that situation. But we need just a fair catch in that situation. Just catch the ball. Vikings try to go down. Waste some time off the clock. Go score a touchdown. Go win the football game. Almost didn't happen. Almost was ruined. Uh, but I, I applaud that Mike Zimmer defense. I know they didn't get a sack. They got a pick. Uh, but they were, able to, they were able to do just enough to get the win. They were able to do just enough. Um, I was uh, just, I don't know how much longer the, the Vikings can go without getting actual pressure on the quarterback, but they need to figure it out real quick because if they don't, that's uh no bueno. Still good. Uh, but they, the, I do have to give them credit for standing up at the end of the game there and making a play, uh, and getting it done because it didn't look good. It didn't look good, but they, they were able to, uh, to come out with a win again. I, I Chad BB, the only reason I'm not saying cut him tomorrow, the only reason because he made that touchdown catch uh, to basically seal the game for the Vikings, even though it did look like uh, that, that, the, that the Panthers are going to be able to kick a game-sealing uh, field goal. Um, and that was uh, Joey Sly, though. I got nothing but respect for the man. He's absolutely a great kicker, and um, I don't think that'll happen again if uh, if he does get another opportunity. Uh, receiving, uh, catching the football for the Panthers, Robbie Anderson had four catches for 94 yards and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel, I believe, who caught that laser down the middle from Teddy. I thought that was a meatball. I thought that was literally up for Harrison Smith to catch that, and then he just comes out of nowhere and catches it. Great catch by Curtis Samuel. Uh, absolutely love the guy. Uh, made a great play. Talk about it. You thought, thought it was a meatball, though. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, so Curtis Samuel, five catches for 72 yards. DJ Moore, four catches, 61. Uh, you know, uh, overall, okay day by the Vikings defense. Not great. 
it was okay. Got the job done in a high pressure situation. Um, and uh, I mean, Jeremy Chin, you want to talk about a guy? I, I don't care what anybody says. He is the defensive, uh, excuse me, the rookie defensive player of the year. Just came through, made a big play for the Panthers. I made two big plays back to back, and then obviously it was all over the football field and making tackles too. So I mean, this guy deserves it. I clearly deserves defensive uh, rookie of the year. Absolutely, it's not even a question in my mind right now. Um, now going onto the Vikings side here, I think yeah, there was only one sack, and it was on the Bravian Roy who made a great play, um, and then uh, Chin made that touchdown off of it. It was it was rough to watch, but they they made the play. The only sack of the game, by the way, Kirk Cousins. I believe this is his, what, 15th or 16th game-winning football draft? I, there was all of the signs. There was all of the, the bad luck charms. I mean, you want to talk about that. They put up that graphic about Kirk, Kirk Cousins having uh, 15 game-winning drives, now 16. Um, uh, 15 game-winning drives and, and uh, in his career. And then the, there, there were so many things about how he's completed nine straight passes, then he completed a tenth. Like, there was just so many bad omens that were coming down on the Vikings. I, I was about ready to cry. I'm like, just stop it. Stop it. By the way, Jonathan Vilma... Not even gonna get into it. Jonathan Vilma, uh, he, he he provides some great commentary, but there's times, come on. Anywho, uh, no, there was uh, just multiple times where the Vikings had a bad omen. There was gonna feel like there was uh, they were gonna give the game away, but they were able to sneak it out in the end. I was ecstatic. I couldn't believe what I was watching because it looked like a typical Vikings, uh, you know, give the game away, and lose it. That was just how it was. Um, and it, it was, I was, I was about ready to cry. I really was. Um, Kirk Cousins on the day, 34 for 45, 307 yards and three touchdowns, no picks, man. Love the way he's playing lately. Uh, you know, he's definitely, he's showing more emotion. He's really showing that leadership aspect to it. He's really come back and played well, um, for the Vikings. Uh, and I can't be nothing but uh, absolutely ecstatic for the way he's come back and played. Um, I'm sorry if I, I'll freeze up for a second. I'm about ready to lose my lunch because of how close that game was. If you're a Vikings fan, you're already subject to some heart problems. I'm just letting you know because I, I've, what they do to us the weekend and we out, I'm, it's just the truth. Um, Dalvin Cook, 18 carries, 61 yards, no teddies. Um, you know what? And when it came down to it, uh, they were able to run the football when they had to ish. I don't know. Um, kind of a rough day for Dalvin Cook. Looked like he got banged up there. Also fumbled the football, which led to uh, Jeremy Chin's second touchdown. But uh, he was able to get it done, and uh, I was happy to overall to see what he's able to do there. Um, Kirk Cousins, four carries, 19 yards. He was able to scramble. Good for him. BC Johnson, man, the man of the hour. Come on down, BC Johnson. Love what I saw. Uh, I mean, just came through when the Vikings needed him most with Adam Thielen out because of COVID concerns. Uh, just loved it. Loved everything I saw about it. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that needed to step up when the Vikings needed the most. He did that. Great to see uh, uh, BC Johnson finish the day. Seven catches, 74 yards, no touchdowns, but hey, he stepped up in a big way for the Vikings. He's earned a spot on the roster for a long time, if you ask me. Justin Jefferson. Uh, oh, God, I love that, man. Uh, seven catches for 70 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that uh, I, I was kind of on the fence about at first, and now he's just absolutely coming on, um, doing his thing with the Vikings. And uh, yeah, it's been great to see um, Justin Jefferson, the man, the man, the man. And uh, I believe it, that puts him at six touchdowns on the year. Yeah, that puts him at six touchdowns on the year. Um, I He's over uh, over 900 yards receiving. It looks like he's going to eclipse that 1,000-yard that mark and knock it on wood here. Uh, and he's also got uh, uh, last week he had a touchdown against the Cowboys. Um, it's his second two-touchdown game of his career. Um, uh, uh, that was uh, the first one was against the Falcons in that, that kind of awful game, the nine-catch, 166 yards and two-touchdown game. Uh, but Justin Jefferson... I mean, you want to talk about a guy that absolutely balled out, came out and did his thing. Uh, he just continues to be such a reliable target for Kirk Cousins. Comes out, does his thing. Love it. Love to see it. Great things. Uh, hopefully he can keep it up and uh, the Vikings have another good one. Kyle Rudolph, seven catches, 68 yards. Loved it. I mean, this guy, 
he's never going to wow you. And, and what I mean by that is he's never going to have like a 40-yard catch where you're like, wow, like that's just such an explosive play like Irv Smith Jr. would. But he's going to get enough yards to get you the first down. He'll get you a good chunk play. And if he's inside the five and the red zone, he needs to make a, a one-yard touchdown catch, you could probably bet the farm on it. Like Because this guy, I mean, just the way the highlights this man has had throughout his career, leading uh, tight end for the Vikings. Um, love what I saw for Kyle Rudolph there. Um, and with Irv Smith Jr. out, needed a big game from him. He was able to uh, come through for the Vikings, be a reliable security blanket for Kirk Cousins as well. Chad Beebe, maybe man of the hour. I don't know. You kind of kind of your fault that we were in that you know a miracle uh situation to begin with but hey i'm gonna give him credit when it's due seven catches 63 yards and a touchdown uh man's been coming along um and i feel like a lot of people were on the on the fence about him if he can't absolutely just if he can't start to show that he belongs then it i don't know how it's gonna be he had get this he had seven catches for 63 yards the entire season the entire season against the panthers he had seven catches for 63 yards. Exactly the same, except the touchdown. That was the only difference. So, I mean, you want to talk about a guy that finally just came out of nowhere and, and balled when he had to. Good for him. Glad to see it. Good for, good for Chad Beebe. Um, don't know if the Vikings will bring him back, but hey, uh, you know what? Uh, man of the hour for this game. Uh, Delvin Cook also had four catches. Meh, whatever it is there. Um, three lost fumbles today. Kirk Cousins, Delvin Cook, and Chad Beebe. Not great. Can't turn the ball over. you got to find a way to, uh, to cover it up uh, to win the football game. Vikings were able to escape with a close one here. Uh, and they stay up the play playoff hunt at 5 and 6, too. Eric Kendricks had a pick. Um, I mean, he just continues to show me uh, some incredible... Had some technical difficulties. I apologize. Uh, part 2 here is coming up. Uh, talking about Eric Kendricks, the Vikings. A lot of different great things going on um, in, today's, uh, in today's world, especially NFL. So excited. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started here. Um, so back to Eric Kendricks. Uh... I absolutely was, uh, I loved what I saw from him today. He just continues to be able to be the, the linebacker that the Vikings uh, just need him to be. I mean, just the, the leader, the, the all-around uh, everybody, just just everything he does. Um, it, it deserves so much recognition. But, uh, you know, I'm absolutely ecstatic for what he's been continuing to do for the Vikings. Um, and uh, I think it's just, it, I, I I'm going to say it again. I said it already, but I'm going to say it again. He is one of the greatest already. He's already one of the greatest linebackers in Vikings history. Boom. Uh, Chris Dolman. Yeah, I'll put him up there with him. Uh, I mean, uh, even guys like Scott Studwell put him up there. Chad Greenway, you betcha. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about full, like, coverage, everything. This guy just does it all. He is absolutely phenomenal. One of the greatest uh, linebackers uh, ever in Vikings history and one of the best also in the game right now currently. Um, as we go through here, yeah, uh, like we, we covered Chad Beebe, seven catches, four catches there as well. Um, Eric Kendricks, 12 total tackles, two for loss. Um, also had a pick. Uh, Jalen Holmes, hey, also had a, a pass breakout, Cameron Dantzler. And then G DJ won with that blocked field goal, which would, would was so huge. That You want to talk about game break, like back-breaking plays. That play was so huge because if you, if you watch that play, if they make that field goal, if you watch that situation, it's over. If they make it, it's over. Like the, the Vikings lose that game uh, because the Vikings have to go on the attack. They have to throw the football, and I I just don't know. Obviously, they win it because thirty to twenty eight. But um, what what a play uh, by DJ Wanham when they needed that. Uh, he's been stepping up and doing some great things, even though he got a kinda kinda got trucked by Mike Davis. But hey, well, it is what it is. Hey, you made the play. Good for you, my man. Um, Eric Wilson nine tackles on the day. Jeff Gladney also had six as well. One tackle for loss. It was overall kind of a rough day for the Vikings corners, but for the most part, they played pretty respectably. Chris Boyd had a couple tackles. Harrison Smith thought he was gonna pluck that uh, that what that uh, that catch away from uh, Curtis Samuel, but uh, hey, that was uh, that was pretty cool though. That was a heck of a catch. It really was. Um, but uh, as we go through here, uh, 
the rest of the defense, Cameron Danson also had a couple tackles. Zafadio Denim. Oh, by the way, on that touchdown, um, I believe it was it, – well, it was their only touchdown, excuse me, to Robbie Anderson. I realize the Vikings need to be kind of uh, aggressive. I mean, because they're naturally – they're missing Daniel Hunter. They're missing Michael Pierce. They're not going to be able to get pressure on the quarterback just by rushing four. I understand that. But putting – Ifadio Denebo in that situation against Robbie Anderson, that's a tough. That's a tough call. That's tough for anybody. I mean, Robbie Anderson can just fly. So putting one of the a defensive end in pass coverage. I mean, I get it. You got to put somebody out there and, and cover that half of the field. I understand it. I do. But ah, uh, was just the, the just great play calling by the Carolina Panthers. Great crossing route. I mean, Robbie Anderson made a great play too. So, um, like I said, great great overall play for the Panthers. But uh, if you're the Vikings. You're, cautious, you're pretty cautious about uh, blitzing guys. And I, I brought this up. I believe one of my good buddies, Josh Nelson, brought up the question why the Vikings don't uh, blitz more. And, I, you know, it was one of those things where I said it's tough to drop. Uh, it's, it's tough to blitz guys like Eric Kendricks and, uh, and Eric Wilson, even some of the corners, um, when those two linebackers are probably two of the best cover guys on the team other than Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris when he when he shows up. So um, it's tough to it's really tough to blitz those guys. Uh, even anybody else in the secondary to be able to have a, a linebacker and a wide receiver. That's I don't know. I don't think the Vikings have good enough corners yet. Jeff Gladney's been showing some stuff as well as Cameron Dancer, but the Vikings don't have good enough corners as of yet to be able to blitz a lot more um, to what they've liked to do. So um, you know what I like I said I was ecstatic for what the Vikings overall showed today. Um, cojones. You weren't just cojones. They, they just went out there um, and absolutely had some uh, some balls out there. They went on and played uh, pretty well. Uh, I, was, I was very excited um, to see them come back from that. I mean, just that's what playoff teams do. They, they find out games on the line. If it's time to put up or shut up, unfortunately. And that's exactly the Vikings uh, were able to put up in that situation and, uh, you know, and go out and win the football game. So, um, again, some some concerns with how well the the Panthers were able to run the football. That's my main concern with how things went down. But overall, um, the Vikings came in with the win. Uh, they've got to be pretty happy with how things ended up. Uh, I mean, even though again, Vikings fans, heart attack. I get it. I'm sorry, but that's just how it goes. Uh, you know, that's especially if you're going to follow this team. Um, you know, just great overall day. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm I almost said cut cut cut, cut Chad Beebe, but hey, you know what? That's okay. He made it. He made the play. It's over. Let's all let's just calm down. Everybody, just calm down. Um, let's see here. Uh, live game scores. Uh, let's see. Cleveland beat uh, Jacksonville 27-25. We're going to go into that one here and just kind of cover some stuff around the NFL. For quick for you guys. Um, uh, Jacksonville moves to 1-10. Also play the Vikings next week in Minnesota. Cleveland moves to 8-3. I'm t- they're keeping their playoffs hopes alive, even though they got they got to play uh, – uh, they got to play some tough teams in the Ravens and Steelers still. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty tough. But uh, Jarvis Landry had a big day, eight catches, 143 yards, and a touchdown. Baker Mayfield is doing just enough, 19, 20, 19 of 29 for 258 yards and two touchdowns, um, doing what he has to. Good for Baker. I'm glad to see it. Uh, Nick Chubb, man, he's a man, ain't he? And plus, I'm loving what Kareem Hunt is doing as a, as a good one-two punch for Nick Chubb, even though Kareem Hunt is kind of talented enough to be a number one running back anywhere else. But, hey, you know what? Um, the good or good on the Browns for for signing him. Uh, Nick Chubb, 19 carries, 144 yards, a touchdown as well. Um, also had three catches for 32 yards. Um, yeah, this uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to run the football. We knew that. Um, even though Harrison Bryant did lose a fumble for the uh, for the uh, Browns there, but hey, um, you can't nitpick a, in a win like that. Um, so yeah, Terrence Mitchell had six tackles. Malcolm Smith finished with five. Um, let's see. Yeah, yeah no, and it looks like Miles Garrett did not record a sack. I'm kind of watching to see how he continues to do. Uh, and uh, see how healthy he stays because he is an absolute monster. So um, I absolutely have nothing but love uh, for him and I hope that he continues. Um, So uh, you know what? It's one of those things where uh, I expect uh, 
these Browns, the Cleveland Browns, to be a, a, a team that just to watch. That obviously they're going to run the football, and if the, and if you can shut that down, well, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they can combat that. Baker Mayfield will have to step up later on in the season, especially as the, as the playoffs get, get going. Um, Mike Glennon for the for the Jaguars had a good day, twenty of thirty five for two hundred thirty five yards and two touchdowns. James Robinson, I mean, offensive rookie of the year, maybe other than Justin Jefferson. Sorry, Vikings fans, we got we got to be able to be unbiased here. I mean. Uh, I mean, the guy's just been playing absolute lights out for the Jaguars, closing in a thousand yards for the season. Um, and uh, I'm just, I'm, just, I, I should have gotten him on fantasy. I'm kind of kicking myself, even though my running backs kind of drafted, drafted themselves, you know, auto picks. But that's how it goes. Um, James Robinson, though, doing his doing his thing, um, getting one step closer to a thousand yards. I believe it just puts him just shy of a thousand. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's been a hand. He's been a great player for the Jaguars so far. Excuse me. Um, and I'm really ecstatic to see what he uh, does throughout the entire season. Colin Johnson for the Jaguars, four catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. Keenan Cole, three for 44. Um, Robinson also added, added five catches for 31 yards. LaVisca Chenault, I, you're talking about a guy that's super uber athletic. This guy, is pr- I, I've got a lot of love for him. Uh, three catches for 31 yards right now for LaVisca Chenault. Um, Joe Schobert uh, also had eight tackles on the day. Uh, Aaron Lynch. Been a while since I heard that name. A sack as well as Dwayne Smoot also had a sack as well. So, uh, yeah, Panthers. Uh, excuse me. The, the the Browns moved eight and three once again, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are now one and ten and head to Minnesota to play the Vikings. So, um, a lot of great things going around the NFL here. So uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Tennessee took care of business. Forty five uh, took care of business over the Colts. Forty five to twenty six. Um, uh, and they moved to eight and three. The Colts are now seven and four with one of the best defenses in the NFL, even though they didn't show it today. But we'll see what happened here. Um, let's see here. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, rough day overall. Thirteen of twenty-two for two twenty-one and a touchdown. Uh, Derrick Henry, still the man though. He really is. Uh, he really, twenty-seven carries, one hundred seventy-eight yards, three touchdowns. Um, AJ Brown, four for ninety-eight, uh, four catches for ninety-eight yards and a touchdown. Did you, his sixty-nine-yard touch—that was crazy. I mean, I love AJ Brown, but holy cow, that was ridiculous. I mean, just this guy's just bigger, faster, stronger than everybody. Love to see it. Corey Davis, three catches for seventy yards as well. Um, Breon Borders, pick for him too. Um, Kenny Vaccaro, nine tackles. Kevin Bayard, uh, who's one of the best safeties in the NFL, said it. Uh, he's got seven tackles as well. Um, Jeffrey Simmons has been balling out too. Uh, had a sack today. Uh, Harold Landry also had a sack um, uh, for the Titans. So a lot of good things coming for the Titans who moved to eight and three in the tough AFC. Um, you know this is going to be they're, they're they're a team to watch out for this year. They clearly are. Philip Rivers twenty four of forty two two hundred ninety five yards two touchdowns and a pick. Naheem Hines uh, that's not good. He uh, ten ten catches or carries excuse me for twenty nine yards. Um, I'm going to go ahead and see. Uh, how he did for me at fantasy clearly not great um and i'm gonna see where i'm at in fantasy right now too um as we're doing this but uh, jacoby Brissett also had a couple of touchdowns um so that was pretty cool to see um naheem hines uh i didn't even start him oh wow i started chase Edmonds and uh harris okay yeah i got you yeah I did, and damian harris for the the panthers anyway um so yeah a lot of great things uh going on the nfl gonna continue to uh, provide that for you um, no sacks, it looks like. For, uh, excuse me, one by Darius Leonard. What a man. Best li- middle linebacker in the NFL, hands down. Not even a debate. Um, let's see. Dolphins with a 20-3 win over the Jets. Um, like great things going on. Like the Dolphins have just, just seemed to you know put it together. I'm extremely excited for the Dolphins who moved to 6-4. and four, uh, And they've been putting it together quickly. I mean, if you consider the fact that Tua has been playing pretty well, even though he got benched. 
Um, but hey, you know what? Uh, Ryan Fitzmagic said it right this time. Uh, he had a 24. He went 24 of 39 for 257 yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, did his thing. Uh, Fitzmagic got nothing but love for him. D- didn't think he should have been benched in the first place, but that's neither here or there. Uh, DeAndre Washington, 13 carries for 49 yards. Um, Devontae Parker, I got nothing but love for Devontae Parker. Eight catches for 119 yards. Mike Gasecki, took me a while to get that name right. Two for 35 and a touchdown. Uh, Matt Breida and Patrick Laird did uh, did uh, have two fumbles on the day, but Xavier Howard and Nick Needham both had a pick. Um, Jerome Baker and Kyle Vinoy and uh, Rakeem Davis and Eldon... Eldon Roberts also had a half a sack on the day. So it uh, looks like three total sacks. Uh, Brandon Jones. I'm really waiting for Christian Wilkins to just start eating people. Like literally one of the most talented. Uh, I've won a national championship, a couple of national championships with the Clemson Tigers. Uh, but then, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I just, I'm waiting for him to just come out uh, and, and just start annihilating people because that's how talented this man is. Uh, and it's only going to be a matter of time. Sam Darnold, 16 to 27 for 197 yards and two picks. A great day. Uh, Frank Gore, 18 for 74 and no touchdowns. Man, he's still the ages of wonder, really is. Um, Brashad Perryman, Denzel Mims. I'm absolutely ecstatic for what these two team, for what those two receivers are bringing to the Jets. I mean, you want, you don't talk about a team that needs some weapons. I mean, Denzel Mims. He started the the year injured, and now he's absolutely coming out and showing what he can do. I'm really excited for what the you know this wide receiver class uh, for the 2020 uh, year was incredible. So um, good to see that the, the the Jets got a good one there. Um, let's see. Jamison Crowder added three for 31. No picks uh, from the uh, the Jets. Uh, Quentin Williams, sack and a half, good for him. Um, Neville Hewitt also had a sack. Jordan Jenkins with a half a sack. And Foley, oh wow, Fatukasi Fet- had a sack as well. I don't know, that's a rough name. I'm sorry if I, if I butchered that. Um, but overall, uh, you know, the Dolphins moved to 6-4 and four on the season. The Jets, are they in Tankathon? I don't know, they're 0-10. Um, we'll have to see as we move along here. Uh, and then we'll go to the, uh, the New York Giants. Got a big win over the... Uh, the Bengals here set 19 to 17. Um, the Giants now still in the playoff race in the NFC least three and seven. Uh, Chicago, excuse me, Cincinnati now two seven and one. Uh, Daniel Jones uh, looks like the might have come out or was injured or something. But Colt McCoy also played a little bit. Uh, six of ten with Colt McCoy for 31 yards. Daniel Jones 16 is of 27 for 213 yards. Um, Wayne Gallman, I really got to remember to start him uh, on fantasy because he's been blown up these last two weeks. Had 24 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown. Um, did his thing. Evan Ingram, you want to talk? He's been injured a lot in his career, but he's been coming back. It's been great to see. Um, really love what I'm seeing from him. Uh, u- uber athletic tight end brings a lot, um, and I think that, that the, the the Giants, if they can keep him out, they got a good one there. Sterling Shepard, seven catches for 64 yards. Um, really good things there. Golden Tate seems to still be bringing a little something to the Giants. Um, Nico Lalos had a pick. Um, let's see here. Jabal Sheard, another sack. Good for him. Leonard Williams. Hey, he's still playing at a high level. Good for him. Uh, let's see here. Graham Gano, four of four. Man, maybe that's another kicker I should pick up on my fantasy team. Uh, let's see here. The Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow going down. That was rough. Uh, I got a lot of love and respect for Joe Burrow, uh, and I wish him nothing but the best, uh, including a speedy recovery as he gets ready for next season. I hope he just comes back with a vengeance and shows um, just shows everybody why he was the number one overall pick this year. Um, but uh, like I said, keep him in your prayers. Uh, Brandon Allen, although in his uh, in his place, went 17 of 29 for 136 yards with a touchdown and interception. It was a close game. Uh, Giovanni Bernard had eight carries for 32 yards. T. Higgins, man, has been playing great. 
five catches for 44 yards this week uh, and continues to be uh, a, the target that I really think they wanted when they got him in the second round and a guy that has five total touchdowns just so far on the season. Um, uh, before th- th- this season began, uh, excuse me, before today, he had over 600 yards receiving um, at Pitt. Uh, Couple last week, excuse me, uh, at Pittsburgh, he you know had seven catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. Uh, excuse me, that was a couple weeks ago, um, and then uh, you know a couple touchdowns against the the Tennessee Titans the week before that. So he's been absolutely playing great um, for uh, the Bengals, and I I'm, I think you know that like I said, this wide receiver class of 2020 was was quite amazing. I mean, when you consider there were so many guys that went through it all seven rounds that really are going to be impact players wherever they go. Um, and it was just I, it, a lot of great wide receivers in this class. No sacks for the Bengals. I mean, they, they got to get some stuff figured out in defense. But, um, you know, overall kind of a close game between the Bengals and Giants. Uh, and then let's go the Bills and the Chargers. Bills got a 27-17 to win over the Chargers. Um, Bills are clearly uh, a playoff team. I love what I'm seeing from Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs. Got nothing but love for the man. I mean, I'm glad he's doing well up there. Hope he continues to do his thing. Uh, Chargers now three and seven. Buffalo Bills seven and three. Uh, still staying alive. Playoffs, uh, hopes and dreams. Let's see here. Justin Herbert, 31 of 52 for 316 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Austin Eckler added 44 yards on the ground, as did Joshua Kelly, who uh, who excuse me had seven carries for 35 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Eckler also added 11 catches for 85 yards. He got a lot of love for Austin Eckler, over 120 yards of total yards uh, from scrimmage today. That was great to see. Um, Hunter Henry added seven catches for 67 yards. Keenan Allen, four for 40 and a touchdown. Let's see here. Michael Davis had a pick. Ooh, Joey Bosa, three sacks out here. Good for that, man. Good to see him back. Uh, not back, but doing so well. I mean, I got a lot of love for the Bosa brothers. Um, can't wait for Nick to come back next year. That'll just lighten up the NFL. Great, uh, great things coming from those two. Uh, Josh Allen, uh, Cole Beasley threw a touchdown. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Josh Allen, 18 of 24, 157 yards of Teddy and a pick. Um, let's see here. Just a uh, great play from him. And uh, threw it to Dawson Knox. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, Cole Beasley, only pass he threw, 20 yards and a touchdown. It's pretty good per, uh, completion percentage. Uh, to Gabriel Davis uh, for the 20-yard touchdown there. Devin Singletary, 11, carries for 82 yards. Josh Allen also added a rushing touchdown, by the way, so good on him. Uh, yeah, the Bills are, are looking every bit as legit. Um, and then the uh, Stephon Diggs also added seven catches for 39 yards. You like to see a little bit of him be a little bit more of a deep threat, but it's good to see that him they're getting him the football. Um, he's been absolutely great. A.J. Klein for the Bills had uh, had all of 14 total tackles, a sack and a half, three, including three tackles for loss. That's great to see. Um, Jeff, Jerry Hughes is still getting it done, had a half a sack today. Um, Ed Oliver had a sack. It's been a while since I've heard his name, but he's still been doing big things in the NFL. Um, let's see here. And then we're going to go over here to, uh, yeah, we got we covered those two, the Chargers and the Bills. So um, obviously Bills staying alive, still doing their thing, keeping the playoff, playoff helps alive. Los Angeles Chargers doing their thing too. Um, but uh, good overall game there. The Falcons and the Las Vegas Raiders. This game got out of hand. Um, kind of crazy, if you ask me. A uh, little nuts. Um, but, hey, the, uh, the the Falcons moved to 4-7. and seven. They almost have as more wins than the Vikings, and they've got one on the Vikings, too. So that's kind of rubbing salt in the, in the wound there. But uh, uh, Las Vegas now 6-5 and five, uh, with a 43-6 loss to the Falcons. Um, Derek Carr, 22 of 34 for 215 yards. I'm sorry. I'll also cut that out. Uh, Nate Peterman. Uh, Nate Peterman still in the NFL. Good for him. Uh, three of five for 25 yards. Uh, and uh, looking good there. Uh, sorry to text my father right now. Uh, Josh Jacobs, seven, catch, uh, seven carries for 27 yards. Um, Hunter Renfro, seven for 73 yards. 
you know, it's kind of rough. I saw him get absolutely destroyed by Keanu Neal. Excuse me. Wow. Um, let's see. Henry Ruggs, three catches uh, for 56 yards. Nelson Aguilar, five for 54. Uh, let's see here. Derek Carr lost three fumbles today. Uh, that was a rough day for him. Uh, Josh Jacobs also lost one as well. He had, uh, like I said, 27 yards on the day. Um, Nicholas Moreau, um, 10 cat tackles for him on the day. Uh, Nick Kiwatowski, a sack. I believe he also had a pick, too, from what I saw. Um, maybe I'm wrong there. Yeah, it doesn't look like it. Anyway, um, the two tackles for loss for, for him, too. I'm not going to try to say his name again. Uh, so, uh, and then let's look over to the stat machine here by the Falcons. Maybe I should have started Matt Ryan. Oh, well, he did all right. 22 of 39, 185 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Ito Smith, 12 carries, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Brian Hill also added 55 yards on 13 carries. Calvin Ridley, six carry, uh, catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Um, a lot of great things happening. They were obviously able to take care of business. Um, Deion Jones had a pick for 67 yards. Uh, and uh, looks like they were able to take it down and get it done for a 67-yard pick. Six, excuse me. Um, just had to make sure that it was that was right. Um, Tyler... Davison and Jalen uh, Hawkins also uh, combined for a sack there. Foy Olokun, a sack, as well as Stephen Means. The Jacob Tuwiti Mariner. What is it with you guys in these names? And then Joey Kamen- Kamenski, whatever, John Kamenski, excuse me. All added sacks by the Falcons. What's with the, the hard names today? Let's let's figure it out, Colton. Um, let's see here. Overall, uh, huge win by the Falcons. I mean, against the tough uh, AFC teams that's staying in the race. Um, and then Houston and Dallas. Uh, I actually, this is one of the things I'll cover a little bit later uh, in Dallas. Uh, the things that the, the, the difficulties that they're having. Houston uh, fell forty-one. Excuse me, won forty-one to twenty-five over the Lions. They've been taking care of business. Also, another point I'm going to make later today is the fact that um, Mr. Deshaun Watson needs help, even though he had went seventeen of twenty-five for three hundred and eighteen yards and four touchdowns, um, just doing his thing. Um, Will Fuller, six catches, 171 yards, two touchdowns. Brandon Cooks, five for 85. Duke Johnson uh, had a touchdown uh, and three catches for 43 yards. C.J. Precise, nice touchdown, uh, two-yard touchdown catch there. C.J. also lost the football, but that's how it goes. J.J. Watt with a pick, too. Good to see my man. Let's see here. A lot of different things going on in this game. A lot of touchdowns, obviously. A little bit of a high score in this one. Just, wow. See here, yeah, JJ Watt uh, with a pick six. Man's back. Good to see it. Uh, big and strong coming at you. Uh, JJ Watt uh, did not have a sack, four tackles. Nate Hall had two. Good for him. Uh, good to see him coming back out and doing his thing. Um, let's see here. Uh, and then I'm going to go over to the Lions here. Do-do-do-do-do. Matt Stafford, um, 28 to 42, 295, and a touchdown and a pick. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I said this at my office. It was This the, This was the game that went, went on during Thanksgiving. If you've got a 35-year-old running back or however old, he's definitely over 33. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 15 carries, who scores most of your touchdowns, you've got a problem uh, because he's clearly shouldn't be the focal point of your offense. But, I mean, yeah, he's 35. Nailed it. Uh, you got a 35-year-old running back that scored most of your points. Something went wrong. Uh, let's see here. Stafford threw a touchdown to uh, Mohamed Sanu. Hawkinson, TJ, that is, added five catches for 89 yards. on Johnson, four for 52. And Marvin Jones, six for 48. Um, Jonathan Williams and Kerryon Johnson both lost a fumble. And then Gerard Davis and E. Griff, Everson Griffin getting on the board, both combined for a sack. And then Nick Williams had another sack for the Lions, too. So the Lions moved to 4-7. and seven. Uh, Texans also 4-7 and seven on the year. A lot of different things happen here. Washington and Dallas. Um, we'll, we'll actually get into the Dallas uh, uh, side of things uh, a little bit later. Uh, but I'm going to just talk about Dallas uh, with a 41-16 to 16 loss to the Washington football team. Uh, Dallas is now 3-8. and eight. The Washington football team now 4-7. and seven. 
Um, a lot of different things happening in this one. Um, and uh, let's see here. Yeah, a lot of different things happening here. Uh, Alex Smith, 19 of 26 for a, uh, 149 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Logan Thomas, I, I said he was going to have a big year, and he had four catches for 20 yards and a touchdown. So, But we'll get that in a second. Also, Terry McLaren, another guy we're going to talk about a little bit later in the episode. Um, Peyton Barber added some stuff, but Antonio Gibson, story of the day, 20 carries, 115 yards, three teddies. Three teddies been absolutely tearing it up for the Washington football team. Uh, you know what? And I, I, I've just been absolutely, I've been enamored by what this young man has been doing. Um, uh, out here already has 11 touchdowns on the year, over 600, nearly 650 yards. I think he could get to a thousand yards. This guy is, uh, is something to watch in Washington. Uh, let's see here. Terry McLaren, seven catches for 92 yards. Is he the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL? We'll talk about it. Uh, JD McKissick, two for 21. And then Antonio Gibson added 21 receiving yards on five catches as well. Um, Cole Holcomb. Exactly the same. Ten total tackles, half a sack, including a tackle for loss. Chase Young still getting it done, man. Two tackles, including a sack. Two, both for loss, by the way. Jonathan Allen uh, finishing with four tackles. Tim Saddle and Jeremy Reeves also had a sack. Deron Payne had a half a sack. Uh, looks like he combined with uh, Holcomb there. Um, overall, it was all Washington in this one. I mean, cow- the Cowboys uh, you know, stayed around. With it. They had some offensive line injuries that was rough. Amari uh, Cooper had six catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. Zeke had 32 yards on 10 carries. Uh, Jalen Smith also had a pick, so that was great to see. Um, let's see here. What else? Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of great things. Uh, let's see here. Yes, uh, Jalen Smith, it was uh, it was a uh, – there was also a pick six by Montez Sweat. Oh, 15 yards, man. He's still he's, – he's legit too. Um, let's, let's see here. Sorry, excuse me. Uh, Donovan Wilson, eight tackles on the day. Randy Gregory, good for him, man. Two sacks as well. Demarcus Lawrence. Um, also bringing down Alex Smith uh, in the game as well. So um, overall, solid week of action in the NFL so far. Uh, you know, a lot of different things going on with a lot of different NFL teams. Um, the lo- looks right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are up big over Tampa Bay, seventeen to nothing, and then the Saints are up seven to nothing against the quarterback-less Broncos. Come on, that's not that's almost not fair. I mean, the Broncos should be spotted fourteen points just because because they don't have a quarterback. Come on. Patrick Mahomes, 11 of 14, 229 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, both to Tyreek Hill. Oh, that man's already been eaten. He's already over 200, over 200 yards. This is not looking good for the Bucks. They've got to figure it out rather quickly. Um, and uh, just, I mean, just this is, this is such a legitimate Kansas City team. They're clearly the favorites to win the Super Bowl again this year, as they should be. Uh, let's see. New Orleans up over Denver, 7 to nothing. Um, again, Denver's not playing with the quarterback. Spot him 14 points. Come on. Do the, do the fair thing. Um, let's see here. Yes, uh, looks like for the uh, for the Saints, it looks Taysom Hill has a touchdown. Hey, I'm I've been really uh, impressed with state, what Taysom Hill has been doing. Uh, I love what he's done. I think he's been doing some great things there. LT L Train, excuse me, LM the L Train out here with the nine carries for 43 yards. Alvin Kamara eight for 40, uh, doing some good things there. So yeah, a lot of good stuff happening in the NFL. Uh, make sure you guys keep up to date uh, with the Sports Beat podcast as we'll continue to bring news around the NFL. Uh, as we as we kind of get as we get rolling here too. So, next question I have to ask here: Could the Cowboys' offensive line injuries become be too much to overcome? I believe it is. If you think about it, not so long ago, the Cowboys had possibly one of the best, the best offensive line in the entire NFL, and now. It's not going great. Uh, I mean, a couple of injuries to key players. Uh, I mean, Tyrone Smith, even guys, um, you know, that just 
honestly, you don't expect to have to uh, that that would have a, any a huge effect on the Cowboys' offensive line. Uh, but they've been absolutely having a, a ton of injuries, and it's uh, it's been rough to watch. So. Um, you know, I mean, guys like Zach Martin, Cam, and Irving going down. I mean, you, there's not a lot you can do. Obviously, just wish him nothing but a speedy recovery. But it is rough. It is. It, I mean, it's it's tough to bring offensive linemen in here and think that Zeke can still have a hundred yard day. Um, will it be too much? I think it's. I think it's clearly too much. You can't expect Andy Dalton and and uh, you know and Zeke Elliott to be doing anything with a second string and third string offensive line. It's a lot to ask. I mean, it's a lot to ask even of uh, even give Patrick Mahomes an, a below average offensive line. Um, you know, in a running back that's not as great as the two he's got right now. So, I mean, it's a tough task. I think that this could be too much for the Cowboys to overcome. They've still got three good wide receivers. I mean, when you talk about the big three of Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb. Uh, yeah, I put C.D. Lamb um, ahead of uh, – I'm sorry, I'm blanking on it right now. I put C.D. Lamb ahead of Michael Gallup. There we go. Uh, and the reason is because I feel like C.D. Lamb's already better than Michael Gallup. I'm sorry. But uh, there's a lot of different things, uh, you know, that, that the, the Cowboys bring offensively. They bring a lot of explosiveness. But if they don't have any time, not a lot you can do. Um, I think this is going to be something that could potentially be the Achilles heel of the Cowboys. I'm not saying they need to go draft offensive line, but they need to at least get, bring some competition guys uh, or bring some guys in for competition, excuse me, during training camp. Uh, and uh, just see what they got there. But uh, this could be a long season for the Cowboys if the, these guys don't come back rather quickly. I know it's only going to be a couple weeks for guys like uh, guys like Martin, um, but uh, you, you hope they can come back quickly. Um, Deshaun Watson needs some help. There I said it. Needs some absolute help. Uh, this man has been dealing with a below-average offensive line, a defense that is meh. He needs some help. He got better. He got rid of his best wide receiver, New Hopkins, who, by the way, is tearing it up uh, with the Cardinals. Sorry, I'm blanking. Who, by the way, lost to 2017 uh, over New, uh, from New England. It helps out the Vikings. Point is, you can't expect Deshaun Watson to not need a little bit of help, especially when you give him, uh, you know, not as good as a wide receiver. You you leave you you ship his best wide receiver away from him. Give him a below-average offensive line that just he gives no time. I know he's fast. I know he makes up for it. That's no excuse. Give this man offensive line so he can actually run some of these run plays and do some great things. Give the man some help offensively, uh, whether it's on an offensive line. Now you got to find another wide receiver, I believe. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that's just such a big loss. You can't ask any much more uh, from DeAndre Hopkins. And again, he's coming off a four-touchdown game. I, I had somebody try to tell me that, you know, uh, He's not one of the greatest quarterbacks, and it's his it's his fault they're losing. His fault? The man is the only reason that they're even relevant. Deshaun Watson is the only reason that the Texans even have a shot at any game they play. So don't tell me that he's the reason they're losing, when clearly he's the reason they're in any game they play. One of the most talented quarterbacks in terms of art, arm talent, accuracy, I, I, obviously athleticism, athleticism for days. Clearly not the problem in Houston. It was Bill O'Brien. Now he's gone. You want to fix the problem? Get him some help on offense on the offensive line. Get him a competent uh, number two wide receiver, maybe another number one that can help him out too. Get him a defense. J.J. White, I don't know what he's got left in the tank, but it ain't much. It doesn't seem like he's got much. Get him a defense. Before we start putting, if we if we get him even a manageable offensive line, even an offensive line that's not even uh, half garbage, then we'll talk. 
But until that moment, get him some offensive line help. Get him a defense that's a middle of the middle, a bit better than middle of the pack. And this guy could probably go to make the playoffs. Maybe even win a playoff game. But we all knew what was going to happen when they got rid of D. Hopkins. It was going to be bad. So, but the part of fixing any problems, admitting that there is one, and, the, and it's this: it's the fact that he does not have an offensive line. He's, the defense is not doing him any favors either. He's not the problem. So quit, t- just just quit putting this man down like that. He needs help. Deshaun Watson needs help, and I don't mean that in like a, a way of like mentally. He needs help on the football field. So let's give it to him. Terry McLaren, in my opinion is the most underrated, underrated, can't talk today, underrated wide receiver in the NFL. I dread my co-host Tristan Trist tried, tried chiming in Cooper Cup. Get out of here with that. I love you, my man. But you know, and you and I both know, Terry McLaren is one of the most talented and greatest wide receivers in the NFL at this current moment in time. Currently has over 900 receiving yards on the year. Only in the second year had 900 yards last year as well. He is clearly the, one of the only bright spots on that Washington football team. Clearly, guy has over 1,800 receiving yards through his first two years in the NFL, has 10 touchdowns. Could he score? Yes. Score a little bit more? Yes. Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Cooper Cup is a guy that, I, honestly, he's he's a great wide receiver as well, but he ain't no Terry McLaren. He didn't run a four. He, he doesn't run like, like Terry McLaren does. He doesn't catch the football. Uh, by the way, Cooper Cup, 64 catches, 722 yards, had touched 10 touchdowns last year, which is quite impressive, but... Those big years come sometimes come out of nowhere. Terry McLaren is one of the most consistent wide receivers. It's not like he has got anybody else to take some of the attention away from him. I mean, I'll, at least Cooper Cups has got some. Uh, Cooper Cup has got some people on his team that can kind of take off some of the pressure on him. I mean, you think? I mean, you'd think that uh, honestly, if you want to talk about him being the most underrated guy, I would expect him a little bit more than to have 700 yards this year. He's got some good. He's got some good players, um, you know, with him. He's got a good quarterback in Jared Goff. Who does Terry McLaren have a quarterback? Other than Alex Smith, love the story. I absolutely love Alex Smith, but come on. He's clearly not 100% back yet. He's still learning it, uh, still getting back into the NFL. Jared Goff is a better quarterback at this point than Alex Smith. Excuse me there. Jared Goff, 16 touchdown passes, 8 interceptions on the year. Cooper Cup, um, he's got Robert Woods. He's got a, they've got a good tight end in Tyler Higbee. A couple of good running backs. Like It's clear that the Rams are way better built than the Washington football team. That's That's, that's what it is. Terry McLaren has to do it all himself. He has to do it himself. So before anybody tries to tell me that Cooper Cup is the most is is not not only uh, underrated, but he's definitely not more underrated than Terry McLaren. You give you put some respect on Terry McLaren's name because the man deserves it. Absolutely deserves it. Now if you want to if you want to tell me that okay maybe Terry uh, that that Cooper Cup is in the conversation yeah maybe top five maybe we can go down the list here. But when he's got it, you give you give Terry McLaren Jared Goff. I guarantee you, Terry McLaren has at least ten touchdowns in receiving, receiving ten, uh, ten receiving touchdowns a year for at least the next five years. At least, take that to the bank. Terry McLaren is 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 so talented. He's got great hands, a great route runner already in the NFL. You give him Cooper Cup, excuse me. You give him Jared Goff, and his stat line will just continue to increase. Not to mention, Antonio Gibson has taken away some of the spotlight as well with his big day as well. So. Don't try to tell me that Cooper Cup is more underrated than Terry McLaren. Who, who, who does who does Terry McLaren have? Who? Nobody. He has nobody to take the pressure off him. He is forced to be able to take care of himself. He's forced to be able to be that guy and be the be the number one wide receiver for the Washington Football Team. It really is. Like he has no 
other choice. He really has no other choice. Because if he doesn't, who else is going to get I mean, obviously, Logan Thomas, I said, is going to have a big big year this year. He had a touchdown as well. But he doesn't have the, near the impact that Terry McLaren does. I mean, when you got a guy, uh, quarterback instability, uh, you know, like Logan Thomas and, and guys, you know, I mean, uh, guys like, excuse me, like Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, they've had three different quarterbacks play for him this year. Three. Okay, Alex Smith, again, coming back from it, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Antonio Gibson, we knew he was going to be, we knew he was going to be big this year. But take a look at this. They're the number two wide receiver right now on the Washington football team, J.D. McKissick, a running back. Antonio Gibson that was the next guy, okay? He's the next. He The two running backs, second and third wide receivers on the team, excuse me, other than Logan Thomas, he's the third. But the fourth one, Antonio Gibson, you got a, a, you got a running back that's the number two wide receiver, uh, the, the number two leading wide receiver on your team. you got a tight end that is actually kind of playing well this year, 34 catches for 320 yards and four touchdowns. And then you've got another running back as the next leading wide receiver. Terry McLaren has to do it himself. He doesn't have the luxury of having another wide receiver or a competent quarterback at this moment in time. Again, I think Alex Smith can pick it up rather quickly, but again, that's, that was a tough injury to come back from, even though I'm loving what I'm seeing. But there's just, to say that Terry McLaren is not the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL right now, I, I, I just gave it to you. He clearly is. He's having to do it himself. Get him another wide receiver. Get him somebody else to compliment him and watch this man, watch this Washington football team challenge that NFC East. I'm not going to say at least this time. I'm sorry. But Terry McLaren is the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL. Changed my mind. Uh, let me know what you guys think. So um, that's all we had today for episode 62. Man, it's been uh, it's been absolutely great. So um, I, I do apologize for being a little late this week. I know there's a lot of different things going on, but um, we, we've had uh, we have been forced to do some different things. So. Um, uh, we have been, especially I, though I'm a full-time reporter, I'm kind of forced to do uh, uh, a little bit more reporting, obviously, but uh, I, I love my job. So I love the people I work with too. A lot of great people, um, a lot of great stories in Rapid City, loving it here so far. So um, I apologize if I've been bringing it to you guys a little slow uh, as, as we continue, uh, you know, this new transition and getting things rolling. So um, I appreciate you guys' patience, um, especially as we move forward. So um, I just want to say, you know, that again, uh, I do appreciate you guys for being patient um, as we continue guys bring you uh, content. Um, this, all these episodes speed up uh, by tonight. Uh, we, we post to iTunes right away. So for those of you that listen to us, please be sure to listen to iTunes first. To subscribe there. Go to iTunes, subscribe. Uh, that's where we put it first. Or you guys can listen to us on Spotify right away as well. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever. We we always put up the listening portion of it first, then we'll put up the video portion later. So make sure if you guys want to start listening, uh, go to subscribe to iTunes. That's where you can get it, all of our episodes right away. Um, and for all, the, all of those of you that joined us today, we appreciate it. Um, I appreciate uh, all the support as well. It's, it's Sunday, so... Um, watch a little bit more football as we get into ready to go to another week and get into uh, December here. So um, once again, I, I appreciate you guys coming along. Um, we'll continue to provide you um, with a lot more uh, sports news here at the Sports Beat Podcast. Have a great day. Take it easy.